Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Girly Homesteader podcast. Honestly, I didn't really know what to talk about today um, until last week. I was kind of feeling down on myself. I think I mentioned this um, in my July goals episode. Um, but I've been feeling pretty down on myself about the state of the garden. And I know that a lot of people go through that um, at this time of year when it's super hot. But I just felt like nothing was working. And so that's what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about what to do when things just are not working out in the garden. Um, I have taken some of these steps since I since last week when I was feeling down. And I'm feeling better. So I'm going to share those with you. So stay tuned for the rest of the episode. Welcome to the Girly Homesteader Podcast. I'm your host, Laura, a part-time homesteader with a full-time love for makeup. This podcast focuses on traditional homesteading topics like gardening, chickens, beekeeping, hunting, fishing, being in harmony with nature, food preservation, cooking, etc. But it also touches on the girly side of things like non-toxic skincare, makeup, and homekeeping. So, If you're ready to learn more about homesteading and keep your girly side along the way, let's get started. So last week, I was feeling pretty darn bad about the garden. Right now in summertime, all of the greens are overgrown. They are bolted. Um, I can't get cilantro to grow worth anything. Um, my herbs, even like my dill, are just starting to go too crazy. And I, at the same time, though, our summer things like tomatoes and peppers and cucumbers, they're just not really doing much. And so I was just feeling pretty darn bad. Now, yes, a lot of it is due to the weather. I know that other people around us, they've been experiencing the same things. We had a super, super wet May here. And, um, yeah, I <laughs> I just have not been getting the success um, from the things that seemed like they were second nature to us. So that's specifically about cucumbers. So I guess first, I'm just going to talk about the things that aren't going well in my garden right now, and then talk about the steps that I have taken and that I plan to take <laughs> to try and take make the best out of the situation. So Cucumbers. Oh my gosh. So last year we grew cu- we grew cucumbers for the first time and we were swimming in them about this time of year. And then about the peak of summer, maybe August or so, it just got too hot for them and the plants died. So because we had such an easy time last year, we figured, well, this year should be easy too. Well, it hasn't been. So... That's what I want to get into first. The first thing, if things are not working out in the garden as you are expecting them to, is to do some research and try to fix things. Try to salvage the situation. So who knows? Maybe it is a nutrient deficiency or maybe it is the way that you're watering or maybe it just, I don't know, you just need to do research about what is going on. This is your first plan of attack. So for me with cucumbers, um, what I discovered is that if cucumbers are too, too wet, 
then you will not get a good harvest. I also discovered too though that cucumbers, they definitely need water, maybe more than a tomato or a pepper or so, but they need to have it evenly, like evenly distributed throughout the week, I guess you could say. So because I said that our May was super, super wet, and then in June it went to really, really hot or cool, our tomatoes were just kind of all over the place, or I'm sorry, the cucumbers, they were just all over the place. Um, May, they were drowning, <laughs> and then June, they were either really, really hot or cool. And so after doing that research, yes, I did feel a bit better about this situation than I was before, but I was still unhappy, and I wanted, you know, to, <laughs> I wanted my cucumbers, because this year, now knowing, well, now assuming that we would get as many cucumbers as we did the previous year, I was thinking, all right, I'm going to can some pickles. I'm going to make some relish. It's going to be awesome. Well, the way things are going right now, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, I guess one thing that I have learned is that you can never make assumptions in the world of gardening or farming. You can never make assumptions because no year is going to be the same. Uh, my husband, he actually talked to a local farmer near us and the guy said, and I mean, he's just growing like commodity crops, like beans and corn, but he said, it's been a tough year. It's been a tough year for everybody. So I can't take it too hard on myself, but what I can do with these failures is try to make a change. And so in the very interim, I can try to fix things, but there's only so much you can do. And so what I decided to do actually is I got new plants. Luckily at Home Depot, uh, we still have quite a, there's, they still have a pretty decent selection of things. They have some tomatoes, they have cucumbers, they have some peppers and maybe some herbs. Um, so the selection isn't huge as it was at the beginning of the season, but they still had cucumbers. And so I just said, you know what? I'm going to try new plants. These new plants, obviously, because they were in pots at a store, they didn't experience the super wet May, and we'll see what happens. So actually last week on Friday, I bought two new cucumber plants, but actually these were big pots and they had like four plants in each pot. So I basically bought eight new cucumber plants and I planted them. And these plants were big, they looked healthy, and they are already growing way more than the plants that I currently, or that I previously had in the ground. I did leave them in the ground because I figured what the heck, might as well try. But yeah, I bought new plants. Now, obviously, if you are working on some obscure variety of something, you know, you might not be able to get the exact same replacement, or if it's some variety of plant that just isn't as prevalent at the store, maybe like Brussels sprouts or something like that, you know, you just might be out of luck. But what I do want to remind you of, though, is that you can still get that produce from someone local. You don't have to get it from the store. You can get it from someone local who is, if they, you know, if they did have success this year, maybe they're drowning in cucumbers and then you can get them for a good deal. Um, so actually... I did that this weekend too, I or on Friday, that same day. I went to Home Depot first, got my cucumber plants, and then I went to one of the farms by us and I picked up some beautiful slicing cucumbers. These taste delicious and they have me excited and hopeful for these new plants and we shall see. So 
I guess the first thing that you should do when things just are not working out is to do your research and weigh your options. Because who knows, maybe you can do a quick fix to try to save your plants or make them produce more. And that was happening with my tomatoes. Now, I did have to replace another tomato plant because we lost it to blight. So of the eight tomatoes that we planted back around Mother's Day, so beginning of May, um, we have lost two due to blight, but everybody else or all the other plants, I was able to save them even though they were showing slight signs of blight coming. We did that with a copper fungicide. Um, I that's an organic treatment to prevent blight. And although it did help those other tomatoes, unfortunately I had to die. So what did I do? I just replaced the second one as I did the first one with another plant from the store. And that plant is doing great. It has flowers and it will probably catch up with all the other ones. So at that time where you're feeling very vulnerable, you're thinking, oh my gosh, I messed everything up. Take the time to do the research, weigh out all of your options. And because some things, you know, like for me with these cucumbers, the reason I chose to buy new plants and to just not give up completely is because we love cucumbers, we love pickles, and I wanted to still have the chance of, you know, getting lots of pickles to be able to preserve. Now, if it was something else though, like say the kohlrabi, say if the kohlrabi's were just not working or if it was cabbage, well, I'm going to get to cabbage in a bit, um... But if it was something like that, where it's just like a one harvest and done, like a one and done type of plant, honestly, the pros of going to go buy a new one probably aren't that high. At this late in the game, I'd probably just cut my losses and buy the produce from a local farmer and continue to preserve it. Yes, it's going to be more expensive than if I would have done it myself, but in the long run, you know, like weighing the pros and cons and weighing how important that food item is to us and deciding if the happiness of having them is worth it, like cucumbers and pickles, that happiness right there is worth it for me and my husband. We love them, love cucumbers, love pickles. And so for us, it is worth it to make that investment in those, the produce that we buy from someone else just to make us happy. But like I said, if it's something like the kohlrabis, eh, there was really no point in buying new plants or trying to start new plants of those. We did get some, not as many as I was hoping, but, um, you know, we still, we still got some. So after the break, I'm going to get into what was going on with our cabbage <laughs> and talk about some more ways to deal with <laughs> when just things are not going right. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Beauty Counter, the non-toxic skincare brand that I've been using for over two years now and has absolutely saved my skin. As a homesteader, you put so much thought into your gardening and animal husbandry practices because you know the benefits to your health, but your skin is your largest organ. So when you switch to non-toxic products, you can improve your health even more than what you've already done so far through homesteading. Click the link in the show notes to shop with me. So my cabbages. I have a lot of cabbages planted and only two of them 
are actually showing real heads right now. <laughs> and as I'm recording this, it is July 11th. I have seen pictures of other people in my zone on Instagram with beautiful heads of cabbage. The farm near us where we bought the cucumbers, I know that they have been selling heads of cabbage and I just can't seem to get some real heads to grow. For some reason, my green heads seem to be doing a lot better than the red ones. And I was getting irritated because cabbage is another thing that my husband and I just really like. I love making sauerkraut, but I also just love making slaw. We love putting cabbage also in just regular salads. We think that it's sweet and delicious and it gives good crunch to your salad. And so I love cabbage. I was planning on having quite a few and I was hoping to be able to store some in uh, the fall and into winter. But who knows, with how things are going right now, um, <laughs> mine aren't just growing. Um, what I did discover, though, is that I definitely do have cabbage moths. Um, some of the damage is not as bad as I have seen like horror stories of. I've been trying to watch out for them, pick them off, and squish them. Yuck, but it does work. So what I have done now with my research so far um, is I have given more thought to the concept of insect netting, um, flea beetles have totally, like they totally destroyed our arugula and mustard greens by the end. And, um, I, I didn't really want to deal with insect netting. Like I saw it offered online and I was like, ugh, I hope I don't have to deal with that. And so I didn't buy it just because I was like, well, we'll see what happens. And so at the beginning of the year, it was going great. Um, really, there was no damage from cabbage moss or flea beetles to anything. And I was like, okay, cool. Knock on wood. Seems like it's going to be fine. But then as soon as the heat of summer picked up, oh boy, <laughs> the pests came out in full force. So what I am doing now to try to prepare for next year and also this fall when I try to grow cabbage again is to really contemplate the idea of insect netting. Um, I am not sh I want it to be user-friendly, and so right now I'm just kind of thinking through ways about how I can actually make it work in our garden. The other thing that I discovered too is that you can plant a edible flower called nasturtium, and if you're listening to this, maybe you know what it is, but there's these very bright, intensely colored flowers with leaves that are kind of... I don't know, they almost look like a geranium or a coral bell. And apparently the leaves are also edible too and kind of taste peppery. And so because my husband and I love arugula, I thought, all right, cool, let's try it. If all else fails, we can just eat it and it'll still taste good. So I bought some nasturtium seeds and I planted them. Obviously it's way, way late in the game and they're not gonna keep the cabbage moths necessarily away from the cabbage at this point. But at least it's something to try and it's something that I will get to see grow fresh and new in my beds here soon once they start to germinate. So I guess what I'm saying here is that when you are doing your research, if it's too late in the game to try and fix things, because like cabbage is one of those things where I can't find starts at Home Depot or Lowe's. Um, that's a very kind of... I don't know, special thing around here. Normally around here, you just find peppers, herbs, tomatoes, cucumbers, zucchini, um, maybe a green bean or something every now and then. But honestly, those are the majority of things that you can buy at the store. And so for stuff like cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, 
those are the kind of things where, well, if your seeds, if your starts don't go well, then you're kind of out of luck. And so that's what I'm doing right now with my cabbages. I'm just trying to keep the moss off them as best as I can. I'm trying to get them to form heads as much as I can, making sure to give them good support under the bases and fertilizing them correctly. But that's really all I can do. But what is making me feel better about them is knowing that I will be able to buy cabbage from local farms, but also just putting all of this effort that I'm taking right now into just preparing better for next year, being prepared for next year. That is probably the biggest point of this podcast episode today. I don't really know how long of an episode this is, honestly. This episode is kind of just for me to be able to gather my thoughts and to make myself feel better about the whole situation. But I know that if I'm going through these things, then there's probably other people who are. But the main point of this is that when things are not going well, busy yourself in preparing for the next year. Because honestly, if you have some empty spots in your garden right now of things that just didn't work, well, you just have more space to try new things and experiment more in the fall. And so that is one of my big goals for the month of July. I want to plan out the fall garden, make sure that it is all set because I already have plants that I have started. I have some Napa cabbage, some pak choy, I have radicchio, um, broccoli, and cauliflower started. So I have to make space for those and I have to figure out where the heck they're going to go. So even though fall is the next season that is coming up, I am still putting what I am learning right now into my plan for next spring and summer. So yes, spring and summer of 2023. I am already starting to plan that based off of what I have learned this year. And so I mentioned this episode or this app, um, gosh, either last episode or the one before, but it is the planter app and it is what I use to plan out my garden. It uses square foot gardening and if you get the paid version, which I have, the cool thing is that you can make multiple iterations of your garden. You can copy and paste what you're currently working on into a new version and you can edit and then you can see all of them side by side essentially and you can figure out which will be the best. So right now in my app, I have my current spring slash summer garden. I have fall and then I have winter. I even have a winter garden and then I even have the spring summer garden of 2023 already being planned out. And so yes, obviously by planning into the future, you're not affecting the bounty <laughs> that you're getting currently, but you are at least setting yourself up hopefully for some more successes in the future. And you're not trying to remember all of the things that you went through, you know, a year later, you know what I mean? And yes, I am trying to get better at keeping track of all of these things that I'm learning, but there is something about just having the plan. It's like the blueprint, you know, I will know that, hey, this is what I thought was a good idea in the heat of summer, so let's go with it. Um, so yeah, just plan and busy yourself in next season. That is my biggest advice when things just are not working out in the garden, because honestly, that is making me feel a lot better. Well, the other thing that's making me feel better too is that those cucumber plants that I got seem to be very happy and they seem to be taking off. So 
I guess that's really all for today. It's a short episode, I know, but um, really this is kind of just a mental health sort of an episode here, just talking about what the heck you should do when things aren't going well. So the first thing that you need to do just to summarize is to do your research and see if there's anything that you can do to try to save the plants that you currently have in the garden. You can exhaust all of those options and then if it's too late or if those aren't going to work, then I would try to make a list of the pros and cons of either starting fresh or just not having that food at all. And yes, I'm, you know, it's not like you can never have that food. You can go buy it somewhere else, but just make the make make the decision. Make a true you know, real pointed decision um, to figure out whether or not it is worth it to you to buy in excess of vegetables so you can preserve them, whether it be tomatoes or cucumbers or zucchini or whatever. For me, the things that we definitely want to be able to preserve are tomatoes and cucumbers. And so that is why I did take the time and money to start fresh with both the tomato that we lost to blight and the cucumbers that just were sucking. (laughs) they were just plain sucking. Um, We'll see if they perk up here now that it's warmer, but we'll see. So weigh the pros and cons, weigh out the importance of the food actually. Is it something that you depend on or not? If it's something that you don't depend on, if it's something that was just something new to try, then hey, you know, it's not a big deal. But if it is something that you really do depend on, then yes, you might have to take some more steps either to replace the plant and try again late in the season or to just find a source where you can get that food and you can preserve it for later use. And then if all those things don't work out, then just use this as a learning experience and busy yourself in next season, preparing for next season, whether it is researching different varieties of things that will... um, that will stand up better to the problems that you were finding before. Because honestly, I think the, let's see, the cabbages that I bought, the cabbage seeds specifically, um, they were specifically for storage. And that was my big goal at that time. I wanted to be able to grow cabbages and have them be nice and big and be able to save them throughout fall and winter. But I'm realizing now that those big heads, those are much harder to store. So I think that what I will probably do is I will probably try to find smaller varieties of cabbage and go from there. Um, One thing that I do want to touch on, I have it on my list here. This isn't part of the summary. It's just something that I want to throw out there in case maybe you have had trouble with your cucumbers this year. Um, their, their root system is very shallow as I've discovered. And then because they definitely do need consistent moisture, but they don't want to be wet. My thought for next year with cucumbers is to try and mound up the soil a little bit. That way they can drain better. Um, so the place that we have our cucumbers, um, is at the outside of our garden. That way they can grow up the fence. I didn't want to deal with a trellis in the center of our garden, but the thing is though, those cucumbers are then growing in the ground. We didn't have issues with the cucumbers last year. So I guess it was just good weather last year, but this year with all of the wetness, what I'm thinking would have helped us is if we would have mounted up soil and created almost a fake raised bed for the cucumbers to sit in. Yes, they probably would have dried out more, but that's kind of the good thing because they wouldn't be soaking in water. So yes, we would have to water more consistently, but hey, 
if I get better cucumbers out of it, that's okay with me. So I'm throwing that out there um, just to, you know, give you a little bit of hope. That's definitely in my plan for next year. I'm actually even contemplating doing that with the tomatoes too, not necessarily making a complete raised bed around the edges of our garden, but I'm kind of contemplating like getting little mini kind of metal containers somehow without a bottom. I don't know. This just popped into my head a couple days ago and then I could plant them or place them around the edges of our garden and put the tomatoes in there because the tomatoes are very much so affected by being wet. And so with that wet May, the tomatoes, I think were just much more susceptible to getting blight. So anyways, those are some thoughts that I am taking into next year, 2023. And I'm definitely have them written down and I'm preparing because yeah, like I said, if all else fails, just use this as a way to prepare for next year. So that's it for today. Yes, a short episode, um, but I hope it was help. I hope it was helpful for you. I know it's helpful for me to just talk about this and make the failures in the garden seem a bit more normal. Um, Cause believe me, I was due for one because at the beginning of the season, I was almost getting a little cocky because everything was going so well, but that's because we hadn't experienced pests and terrible weather. So that's all for today. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you very, very much for listening to the Girly Homesteader podcast. And if you wouldn't mind, please leave me a review on Apple or Spotify or share this podcast with a friend who enjoys homesteading or anything girly like skincare or makeup or whatever, or chickens, (laughs) definitely chickens. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Girly Homesteader podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you want to share more in my journey, follow me on Instagram at the Girly Homesteader. <laughs>